Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for Friday, October 13th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney from Insights and Automation, and this is the show where I talk about what's new and happening in industrial automation. And I know you can't see it, but I got wires hanging all over the studio as I rewire the cameras and everything. And so if I look a little discombobulated, it's because I'm, I'm, that's what I'm seeing I'm from, my, from my viewpoint. In any case, I get to chat up if anybody wants to say hi. And I also just want to check the levels, make sure everything's looking good and none of the wires are showing up in the frame. I don't think they are, except for my keyboard. I'm, I'm looking for a good wireless keyboard and mouse. If any of you, you know, full size, if any of you have one, please uh, send me over a recommendation. There's so many models that you choose from out there. It's hard to, hard to pick one. But in any case, let's go ahead and get started with what's new today. And uh, we'll start with a reminder that if you do enjoy this series, this show, this morning news roundup, please consider giving us a like, a sub, and a share because it really helps us grow the audience and find new vendors to cover and to sponsor us and to come on our show. And with that, uh, also just want to throw out a reminder there, if you're new to the show, every single link we post is up at automate.news. No www, no .com, it's automate.news. Um, I did want to point out, this is something I just uh, thought of this morning, the first three and a half months of the show will not show up in this filter, okay, because those were not individual links. Everything we're doing now is individual links. So I'll probably end up just having to hire somebody to go back and add all those links. But uh, we'll look at that maybe in the coming weeks. But in any case, let's go ahead and jump into the news, a lot of news today. And uh, first up, oh, I, I want to thank our sponsor, Siemens. If you see your Siemens rep, please thank them for sponsoring the Automation Morning Show this week. It's been ad-free all week, and we really appreciate their sponsorship. So we're showing right here the Cymatic controller page. And of course, we'll put a link to this at automate.news as well. From there, we go over to a press release from Rockwell Automation talking about uh, how they've unlocked new possibilities with their Factory Talk Optics portfolio. So we've been talking about Factory Talk Optics as new products have come out in that product line. And to me, this is this press release kind of says like the phase one of the rollout is complete. And um, let me zoom in here a little bit. And um, that's not what they're saying. That's kind of my impression. And uh, if we look here, what makes up this portfolio? Well, we have the Factory Talk Optics software. And I know a lot of places you're going to see this say that this is hosted in the cloud and you can have teams working on the same projects and all that. But um, one of the things you'll also see is that this software is also available offline. I think, now you guys tell me, I think most of us are going to want to have it installed on a computer so we can work when we're disconnected from the internet, right? So, um, but hey, having a, an online version, a, a cloud-based version is great too, because if you're working with some other engineers, being able to share everything is pretty cool. So they got that, the software, they got the optics panel, that's the HMI. They got remote access. Now we did have Rockwell on to talk about their remote access. I'll talk about that a little bit in a moment. And um, the A7 6300, uh, some people say awesome, 6300 industrial PC. We've been covering those as they've come out. And the new embedded edge compute module, which we did cover when it was announced. So I'm gonna include a link to the press release, but you guys will probably prefer this link. This is a link to the product page. And some interesting things here. First of all, somewhere, I read that they have like over 50 new features or uh, updates to the software. So if you've used the software previously, you may want to check out the latest release. I think it's 1.2. And here you can see the cloud-based uh, nomenclature here. You'll see that a lot. Um, that's one of their big selling points. Um, I know Siemens is doing a lot with cloud too. I've been talking to their folks about that. I hope to get them on the show soon. But in any case, um, 
uh, here we're talking about um, the HMI software. Now, somewhere um, I saw that they were talking about you could actually use it for 90 days for free in the cloud or download a free copy to use on your PC. So I haven't tried that yet. Um, I don't have a terminal to download it to, so I don't know, uh, don't know what I would do there. But here you can see all the products in this, um, in this portfolio, and they have some customer testimonies and whatnot. Oh, this is where it was. Either 90 days free in the cloud, or you can download uh, Factory Talk Optics Studio Standard for free. And I, again, what is standard? What's not? Remember, we talked about a while ago, they have these like credits or points or something when you were buying things and it didn't make a lot of sense to me. So in any case, um, very interesting. Again, I did reach out to them this morning to see if they want to come on the show and tell us all about it. So uh, that would be interesting if we could get them on. Uh, from there, we go over to, I just wanted to, for those who are listening, it's podcast 107 that we had Rockwell on to talk about their remote, remote access solutions. So Rockwell actually makes little remote access boxes and they have a whole cloud hosted remote access solution. Um, you know, they're not trying to really compete with like the team viewers. They're trying to do something more secure, more designed for industrial automation. So, and I believe that if we look at the, um, the 6300 uh, industrial PCs and the factory talk optics panels, I believe they have the software pre-built into it. So, um, I could be wrong on that, but I thought I read that somewhere. So, and while I'm here, I just want to say thanks to uh, uh, Soft uh, PLC here for sponsoring their episode with us. If you haven't given that a listen, it's super interesting. If you have any old PLC 5, Slick 500s, and um, even Micrologics, uh, very affordable, very interesting. I think the most interesting place is if you run out of networks or memory on your old PLC. Um, but in any case, I do want to thank them for uh, sponsoring their shows to make it ad-free. That was a great uh, interview we did on the Automation Podcast a couple episodes ago. With that, we come out to a press release from Siemens, and this is about their latest RuggedCom rugged switch. And I thought this was very interesting. So this is a, you know, this looks like, if you're, not, if you're listening and not watching, this looks like a, your standard, um, you know, rack mount, 19-inch rack mount switch. But this has no fans. It has a very wide temperature range, uh, and truly a wide temperature range, minus 40 to plus 85C, no fans. Um, it's designed to, um, you know, for high immunity to EMI, uh, shock and vibration resistance. You're not going to find it in an off-the-shelf switch. Um, a lot of other things, too. Um, you know, 500 watts of power over Ethernet support, uh, 10 gigabit bandwidth. Um, and it also supports this thing called Secure Device ID, which I'd love to know more about. And that's based on IEEE 802.1AR. So just a lot of information here. But if you're looking for some uh, industrial, large industrial switches, not maybe in the panel with the PLC, but something to put in a network closet, but you need it to be more rugged than what's just off the shelf stuff. Of course, you have OnLogix. We've had them on. They do a lot of custom stuff too, if you need custom stuff. But of course, this would be another option as well. And here's a link to the product page. I love some of the pieces are swappable. So a lot of interesting features on this product. I just sent an email out this morning to see if we can't get somebody from this uh, group on the show to talk about it. From there, we go over to another interesting press release. This one from Honeywell. And they have this new thing called CyberWatch. This is a new uh, part of their um, cybersecurity uh, portfolio. And I just thought this was interesting reading through this article talking about how they're going to offer to their customers the ability to uh, enable this or, or purchase the CyberWatch um, service to help them better identify, manage, and um, uh, 
you know, mitigate any type of cybersecurity threats to their OT networks. So interesting, especially if you're a Honeywell customer, definitely something if you have to connect your plant to the internet. And I've seen so many people send me in diagrams of horrible designs in their plants where they're extremely vulnerable. They're not following like the, uh, you know, we've showed them before on the show, the Cisco diagrams and, you know, suggested for OT networks and the firewalls between, you know, IT and OT and all that. So very interesting. And especially if you already do business with Honeywell, you may want to check that out. From there, we go over to our featured product today. It's our Siemens S7 1200-1500 course over at theautomationschool.com. This is one of our forever courses. You buy it once, you own it forever. There's no ongoing subscription or charge. Right now it's on sale for $149. Um, you know, it's over 10 hours and it's growing all the time. Matter of fact, everything on the wall behind me you'll be seeing added to the course. We're about halfway through designing our virtual machine that will be given students for free. The software is about the price of a video game but we'll be giving the virtual machine for free. I fully went through it. I took it from the developer. I went through and I edited all the IO to match the nomenclature we use in the courses. So you'll be getting that as part of the, all of our uh, ultimate courses and our Siemens course for free. Of course, if you want to use the software, you, um, you'll, have to, you'll have to buy it. I think it's $65, but it's well worth it. Um, and then you can connect it to PLC SIM, which is the other great thing about it. Or if you use an Allen Bradley, we'll walk you through how to connect it to Allen Bradley PLCs. But in any case, uh, so we're, we're, uh, we're promoting this. Now, the other thing I wanted to say is if you have three or more people at your workplace who needs to learn Siemens, right? Maybe they know Alan Bradley or they know Modicon, they need to learn Siemens. Um, we can do group enrollment discounts and we also give you a tracking page in case you want to, um, we found the companies that do are most successful getting the students to do training are the companies who offer a spiff or some type of commission or some type of upgrade in their job, maybe another dollar an hour, whatever it is, for the, for the students to finish the course. When they just say, hey, take this course plus do all your normal jobs, usually we don't see a lot of success there. But when there's some advantage, I know I got my first boat by, uh, uh, by doing that when, back when I got in this business back in 1990 because I took some epic training back then, which was really good. But uh, in any case... Um, that is our Siemens S7 1200 and 1500 online course. From there, we go over to some new products from Phoenix Contact. Now, the first one is a SIL 3 rated Quint 10 Plus power supply. Okay, so you can see it here on the screen if you're watching. This is 10 amps. This is a SIL 3 rated. Um, you know, it has decoupling MOSFETs. It is uh, over, it has redundant over voltage protection. And it is ATEX, it's uh, IEC 61508 and 511, class one div two uh, for zone two applications. Um, and just, it goes on and on and on. This is also wide temperature, minus 40 to plus 75 C. So very interesting product there. If you need a, that type of power supply. And then they have also announced, same day, they also announced two new trio power supplies with integrated circuit breakers. So you can see them there and uh, these are 24 volt DC power supplies. They range from either five amp all the way up to 40 amp. And the 40 amp is much smaller. I got 10 amps that are bigger than that 40 amp. So um, yeah, they've done a great job minimizing, uh, you know, reducing the size of these things over the years. So if you're looking for power supplies, especially with the optional IO link interface, um, we talk about IO, IO link quite a bit. These are NEC class two and class one div two uh, approved. So. Uh, class two is important in many applications, right? So wanted to share that with you. And then over on Banner, a new product there. This is a very interesting product. This takes eight analog inputs to IO Link. Okay, 
So these analog inputs, they can be current, they can be voltage. Right now, this is all, if you're listening, they're all M12 connectors. So it looks like a block with a bunch of M12 connectors. So you have eight connectors for your eight analogs and then one out for your IO link. But what a great way to kind of condense, you know, because a lot of products out there, you'll find IO cards that do analog, but they're only four points, right? Or you'll find uh, uh, analog or IO link cards out that they're only four points. Like we have one from Siemens um, that they sent us that's uh, a four point IO link card. Well, here, if I can bring eight into one, one block, that's going to save me when I go to the PLC or whatever, wherever it's going. So very interesting new product. This is the R95C from Banner. And uh, you can see all the details right there. And we'll, of course, have the link on automate.news. Uh, for those who are wondering, this is kind of like that on-machine style, IP65, IP67, and IP68 rated. Okay, from there we go over to SMC, another new product. This is a new impact blow valve. Now, if you look at the chart here, tremendous savings here with because this, this thing can handle much more pressure now. So um, um, check this out if you're using pneumon pneumatics, pneumonics. <laughs> pneumatics and pneumonics are not the same thing. <laughs> um, check this out, check this out. We used to talk about pneumonics a lot, um, even back in, in college when we were programming uh, uh, microprocessors. I'm just off the shelf microprocessors. And in any case, over the pills, um, pill safety solution for automa automated autonomous, autonomous mobile robots. Um, and so in this, they talk about coupling their um, PNAS Multi 2, which we've covered in the show before, right? That's their safe controller, with their PSense scan, which is their area safety scanner, right? And so I thought this was an interesting article because it talks like how you can combine their products to use them on an AMR, right, and um, ensure that you have safe operation. And so I'm not going to read the article for you, but dynamic zone switching, simple localization and navigation, protection against unauthorized access, and um, they also offer services to put it all together for you. But you can see their concept of their products in uh, an AMR. And uh, from here we go over the PNF, and uh, they have a new article out about their um, what do they call this? The double sheet sensors. And I thought this was really interesting. Now, I have not done a lot in the publishing industry. Um, although, you know, we've always had newspapers and, and collating companies, uh, work with us, but, um, I thought these sensors were really cool because they're ultrasonic sensors that are, you know, it has a source and a receiver. So an emitter and a receiver, and it detects if you have more than one page. So, you know, the, basically if you have two pages instead of one, it cuts the sound in half, right? And so it triggers it as, hey, you have, multi, you know, stop the machine. We're supposed to be single feeding it here, not double feeding it. So in any case, um, a very interesting product may not be for all applications, but if you're doing anything that requires double sheet detection, then uh, this is a good product. And uh, you know, of course, I'm a big fan of PNF. They've been on the show many times talking about LIDAR, RFID, ultrasonics, safety and all that. But in any case, um, there's a couple of excellent videos here too. I was watching them this morning and I just kudos to them. Um, really goes through and explains how they work. And they also, with this type of product has to be lined very accurately, right? Because we're trying to sense, you know, if you're, if you're misaligned, then, you know, just like uh, if you had a retroreflective uh, photo eye, if it's not pointing at the reflector, you're not going to see any light, right? So in any case, a new product uh, article there from PNF. Now, from there, we go to a new article from Alan Bradley, this a Rock Automation. Um, this one is about harnessing the power of analog and heart IO. Now, 
I haven't heard a lot about Hart. We've been hearing a lot about IO Link lately, but Hart is a very, uh, you know, established, let's just say established technology. It's been around for a very long time, right? Uh, but this article kind of goes through um, talking about um, Hart in general and then talking about some of the IO cards here that showcase in Compact and a point IO Hart. We don't, we don't actually have any Hart here in the office, um, but in any case, something we can look at adding in the future. Um, in any case, they, I thought it was a good article. They talk about heart, they talk about the protocol, they talk about the system, and then they go into their products. But still, I thought it was an excellent article, and um, you may want to check it out. I believe this is tied in. They have a link here to Spectrum. So I believe this is tied into Spectrum controls. Yeah, you can see it right here. So Spectrum has the uh, contract to make these modules, has uh, always had, I think, the contract to make these modules for Rockwell. And a very interesting article if you're using Rockwell and do anything with heart. Uh, from there, we go over to Anybus, and they've had a couple of great articles this year on OPC. And this latest one talks about uh, the future of OPC and a spec that's being developed called OPC UAFX. And I just thought it was very interesting, food for the mind. Um, this FX could uh, be used from PLC to PLC to communicate, right? Maybe even PLC to IO, but they're, they're, from what I read, it's really focused on that machine level to machine level instead of from machine level to SCADA level or PC level, right? So I thought it was very interesting. If you're looking to uh, learn more about what's coming in OPC and what might be in the future for it, definitely check this article out. From there, we go over to Software Toolbox. They're doing an article about OmniServer. I, uh, I think I said yesterday I used to use this when it was the Scottes OmniServer before Software Toolbox bought the company and I uh, started reselling this product. Um, and uh, it just talks about, like, if you have to do any type of ASCII, uh, check this software package out. It was great when I used it back. I mean, it seemed, I think it was the late 90s um, when I was using it, uh, doing a lot of, uh, you know, just 485 networks to devices like Eurotherm temperature controllers that didn't have speak Modbus. They spoke their own ASCII protocol. And so in any case, um, one of the things I will say, one of the features I love, the log is good, knowing why it's not communicating. But the troubleshoot, the communications, the color coding here was priceless. So you would send a packet out and you'd get data back and it would color code it based on, you know, where they ever was. So if you had an extra, I don't know, carriage return or line feed or, you know, whatever, right? It would color code. It was made it very easy to find where they ever was in your ASCII communications. Um, just, uh, just heads and, uh, you know, just well, well above any other package I used to do the same thing for ASCII and, uh, Again, that's uh, Omni Server from Software Toolbox. And from there, we'll go over to an article from Rockwell Automation. Now, we recently talked about them purchasing uh, AMR company Auto Robotics or Clearpath Robotics, Auto Motors. And, um, and now this is the first article since that uh, acquisition. And it talks about, uh, you know, automating warehouses. And I thought it was very interesting. Um, similar to other articles we've looked at in the past, but in any case, it gives you an idea of their focus on warehouse automation. Um, and um, a lot of times these are standalone from production, right? They 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 just want to do the you know the logistics part of you know keeping track of storing, pulling stuff out, and keeping track of it in the warehouse. So I know there's a lot of uh, uh, you know examples of using PLCs for automated warehouses. But in any case, I thought this was very interesting, so I wanted to share this article with you this morning. And from there, we go over to new versions and updates. Uh, we see uh, Siemens has a new version of Simaris Therm, version 2.5 available, as well as, uh, this is, um, what is this? This is 
Integrating cinematics devices into cinematic PCS Neo 4.0 with the device types. So I have no idea what that is, but um, in any case, this was in the download section. So if any of those buzzwords sound like something similar to you, check it out. And then they also have a, a new version of PowerService V2.1 available. Um, as far as uh, documentation, again, Siemens had a lot of new documentation this morning. So we had a couple of documents on the RuggedCom. We just talked about the new RuggedCom, right? So there's a couple, there's an equipment manual on that, that's 84 pages. And there's also networking components manual for the RuggedCom, which is 38 pages. They also have, uh, if you're using CyProtect, they also have a multifunction protection manual. And um, if you use Cymotics, they have a new operating instructions for the Cymotics XP low voltage motors that comes in at 176 pages and from there we go over to other science and technology section and i thought this was interesting why are or, or i should say where are all the solar powered cars so basically why don't all evs come with a solar panel on the roof right yeah it might not do a lot but you know if you're at work for eight hours you're going to get something right you're going to get something maybe it's only you know, worth 20 minutes of, at a charging station, but anything would be great, right? And they go through this article, they talk about it. I mean, for a, there was a $600 option for the Prius to do that. I mean, that's a no-brainer, unless you have to have the sunroof. Like, in some cases, you really want a sunroof, right? Like, if you live near the beach, you probably want a sunroof. But, um, or maybe you live in the mountains, you want a sunroof, so you can get out the sunroof and, and, and see the mountains as you're driving around. But in any case, um, you know, I, I think I think if I had an EV, I would want a solar panel on the roof, right? I could give up the sunroof. I have a sunroof in my charger. I don't use it that much. You know, it's very sunny days I do, but I think I'd want the solar panel on the roof because any extra charge you can get while sitting in a parking lot would be worth it, right? So you don't have to keep stopping and plugging in. But uh, I thought it was an interesting article. I wanted to share it with you. Really, I mean, we need a we need a, um, a breakthrough, and I've been following solar uh, photovoltaics and solar panels for a while. We really need a breakthrough to get up to 50% or more in these solar panels so so they can really provide a lot more power. But um, two, um, you know, I think we need more supercapacitors in these EVs, right? So they charge up fast. Like we covered supercapacitors uh, from Primo, right? And wouldn't it make sense instead of having 100% battery to maybe have 50% supercapacitors because they charge like almost instantly? Yeah, they won't sit forever. But you know what, typically we're, if we're using it as a daily driver, do we really need to worry about it sitting there for, you know, for a month and having a full charge? No. So um, in any case, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But that is our science and technology article for today. And again, I want to thank Siemens for sponsoring this episode of the Automation Morning Show. Actually, they sponsored the whole week. So I really appreciate that. It's commercial free and uh, we appreciate that. And uh, also, if you think I missed any news today, uh, click on the submit news link and send it in to us. And also, if you think I got something wrong or you just want to tell us your opinion or even just say hi, use the talkback link to send in your comments and feedback. I also want to thank, I think we picked up like six people overnight following us over at automation.locals.com, our community. So I want to thank everybody. I do have a new question right there in the middle of the screen I got to get to, but uh, that came in overnight. So I just saw it this morning. Uh, from there, we go over to uh, just to thank everybody who picked up a copy of my uh, ebooks or my video collections. Really appreciate that, guys. I know we sold another one of those $35 collections. I think the produce that is produced at Amela is like $22, $23. So we net a good $10, $15 from each sale. It goes right back into the site. So we really appreciate it. And then you get, you know, 29 hours of videos, right? So that's a good deal, I think. 
In any case, I also want to thank everybody who buys a coffee cup or t-shirt. Really appreciate you folks. Uh, from there, um, that's it. We're all done, right? So with that, I want to thank you for watching. Again, if you did enjoy the show, please consider giving us a, uh, a sub, a share, a like. And also, I know I don't mention it often, but what this probably on this side, you'll see my LinkedIn uh, link. Um, I invite all viewers to connect with me on LinkedIn. I only connect with people from industrial automation. So um, if you are not in that field or interested in it, um, don't send me a connection. Why would you be watching this show if you're not interested in industrial automation? But in any case, please, I, I, uh, I love connecting with people. I try to wish everybody a happy birthday every, every day. I don't do the weekends, but um, all my connections that LinkedIn shows me. So um, it's just nice to be connected with people and be able to chat. I do have some people send me some really long technical questions that I just, I just can't do tech support for these multi-billion dollar vendors. Um, but uh, I, do like, I, I do like the short questions. Those are great. And then, of course, we have automation.locals.com. That's where I really invest my Q&A time. But in any case, I want to wish you all a great day and a great weekend. There will be automation this week. This week, I'm going to work on it as soon as we're done here. But I can see it's almost 8 o'clock, so let me let you get to work if you're on the East Coast. And uh, I want to wish you a courageous, fearless, and awesome day and weekend. And until next time, my friends, peace.